Dad Pod. Welcome this is a video thing as well. Have a name. Podcast. Oh, midlife crisis. Howdy, daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. yeah, not bad. That's not bad, actually. That's about the uh, level of coming. Get off your phones, you two. Jesus Christ. It's like my children. See what's going on. <laughs> well, that's actually them to me. Get off your phone, daddy. You know, Already? these are precious moments in my life that you're not going to get back, daddy. Get off your phone. Do you really need to find out what's going on with X, Y, Z? I do, yeah, it's for work. Such bollocks, isn't it? For work. Gotta do it. Yeah, for work. Hello. What's uh, your go-to checkout thing on your phone? You know the thing that you go to, to which is essentially the zone out. equivalent of staring at the wall stuff? Is it like Twitter or Candy mm. Crush is my one? Candy Crush? Yeah. Oh, you addicted to Candy Crush? Yeah. I had to delete it. Yeah. I spent money on it one Christmas it. to like get through to the next round one time. I was like, oh, this is Did you really? Jesus. Yeah. I did it in week one and then I realised, oh no, to, all you need to do to get more lives is go into your, this is what I do obviously, fairly repeatedly, go into your settings in your uh, phone, uh, turn off the automatic to manual, go forward a day, go back into Candy Crush, it thinks it's the following day, and you've got five free lives. Date? Yeah. You change the date on yeah. your phone. You go through that yeah. gymnastics to change the date. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're literally playing it now. As no, no, speak. I'm opening it to see what level am I. I'm going to out myself here as a serial. I've candy. never played Candy Crush it's, um, in my it's, life. It's pretty addictive. It has that, um, you know, the joy of um, crushing um, bowl wrap. Okay. But like multiple bowl wraps together. You're like the 3,775 is the level I'm on. 3,775. What do you want? I, I deleted it okay. four years ago after like, uh, there was a Christmas where I was... Um, even by my standards, unusually uh, absent, un uncommunicative <laughs> with the people around me. And I was like, what the hell? What's going on with yeah. you? I'm sorry, I'm addicted to Candy Crush. And the other thing is it, it creates a, so I find when I'm doing it. I also it, hate people, but that was a secret. Oh, that's, um, that when I'm doing it, ah, that's find your family. <laughs> no, 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 I love my family. I just, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to be asked any questions. Mm. You know, it's, I'm, I'm a fairly stereotypical male human being. I find that the uh, eldest fella obviously is coming over. So when I'm on the phone, it's creating an interest for him with the phone, which I really don't want him to have. So that's no, the main reason luck. to stop doing it. It's too late. Look, the genie is out of the bottle. He's already doing. He watches. Sorry, he watches the. He watches his dinosaurs on YouTube, and he's just gone to, and he knows how to hit the skip ad button. There was an amazing recent conversation on one of the parents at WhatsApp groups about, um, like, uh, we've just got our kid into Fortnite. Um, she's seven and I'm a bit, a bit worried and this long conversation of like okay that's interesting uh, he's a little bit addictive and then somebody happened to work for one of the games companies it was like I work for these companies and they kind of build in uh, addictiveness high levels of addiction maybe we want to reconsider and then the end of the conversation was I meant we haven't got her into it sorry <laughs> we were like okay alright well because uh, that would have been a big kind of um, development and evolution yeah but it's going to happen it is, is going to happen, problem. but not at seven. No, but you delay it for as long as possible. You do, but I and we've been. They're going to smoke, split, and take so yokes. So you give them to them at well, six or seven. Like what? What are you talking about here, Nathan? You know, bad shit's going to happen. I'm not accelerating the process. No, but the problem is they will go to their friend's house where the process has been accelerated because there's older brothers and sisters there who are playing Fortnite. Yeah. I thought you were going to say they were smoking spiffs and taking the oaks. Listen, as long as they're sharing it around when they get to sixteen. <laughs> Ralph Farnham. We're all pretty <laughs> cool with that. Yeah, I don't, like what? What can you do? Because what's the other one? Mine. What, it's like Minecraft. the Lego Minecraft. Yeah, like that seems to be around. Minecraft seven, is like eight. reading books, though. Is it? Yeah, 
Well, there's uh, definitely loads of books. No, but it's also online. Yeah, there is loads of books because yeah, they're trying look, to legitimize it. I, there's it, also loads of books now around Fortnite. This is the bit where I definitely sound like a granddad. It's like, yes, there's loads of books. It's a book thing, right? I don't actually know no, anything about not. Minecraft 2. Minecraft is like a step up from Lego, but it's all online. And it's all on your phone and your iPad. Warhammer, have you heard of this? What's it called? Warhammer. 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 Warhammer, right? No. Uh, heroin for middle class nerds, it's called. Kids. How, yeah. How Warhammer conquered gaming. So Warhammer was like this tiny little company, you know, two and a half years ago. It mm. was like a shop. And now it's like a multi $600 million business. And it has exploded pretty quickly. Uh, it has like um, little things that you buy. And then it also has an online element. Figurines. Figurines, exactly. It's all ahead of us. Oh, Pokemon is as bad as anything. My God, it is ruining my life. It's also, it doesn't, I don't know. I mean, I never played Pokemon Go, so before everybody... No, it's not Pokemon Go. It's I know, but I got... Collecting, collecting the cards. At least with Pokemon Go, <laughs> people were dying. You know, they were literally dying. Walking out in front of cars. Yeah. Can I just point something out that I, most weeks when we sit here and we get to talking about, like whether it's football or Pokemon or whatever it is, Nathan always at some point in the conversation goes, oh my God, my kids are addicted to those stickers. It's like, how many, like, every little sort of, your oh, kids, are, like, what, what I'm saying is that your kids Except. are mad into stickers, as opposed to, Pokemon. it seems to me, oh, no, they're all, to you, that oh. your kids are mad into stickers, rather than, but Pokemon aren't stickers, I thought that's what you were saying, no, the trading ah, cards, sorry, trading cards, alright, well, stickers, trading cards, whatever, yeah, it's the same cards. thing, no, they are, they're, they've, they've no sense of the value of no. what a Pokemon, so this morning I was, uh, on a Friday, quid. <laughs> uh, and that's the problem with bloody Pokemon, they're so expensive. Can you not get some hand-me-downs from, like, you know, the... the oh, you do, like, there's the a... St. Vincent's shop, but I mean, you'll get them on eBay or one of those, like... No, but you see... These kids have handed over because they're finished with them. Yeah, but the trail is the opening the packet. Mm. So, it, there's a reason they sit there watching... Unboxing. Unboxing videos. It's the thrill of uh. what might be inside. And also because they're, I presume they're missing a load and... Like you don't want to, I, it, it, you take away the thrill. If you go and buy but that specific one, then the thrill is kind of gone because it's like, oh great, well I got that one, but I knew I was getting it. As Wait. opposed to I'll open this packet and hopefully it's got the one I need. Yeah, because I think there I want changes by the day it seems. So like getting the giant ones is the most important thing in the world, and he bought himself two giant ones with his birthday well, money. What about this crafty plan where you do get the you do get every single one cheap on eBay and you give it to them and then suddenly they're bored by it because they have everything. It's like... But then they're just no going... My point is, then they're just going to move on to something else. No, and at also least there'll be another thing what, it's, uh, cheaper. What, it sounds like we're saying there's a bad thing. Jesus, no, well, that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's expensive. expensive. They're mega expensive. Like they're... Yeah, well, you don't uh, spend a lot of like money. A Pokemon pack costs like seven quid yeah, for, for six cards. What? Yes, it's not like 20 what? stickers for a euro. No, no. It's the biggest money-making racket of all time. Oh, and so on a Friday morning, we go in. you can go into the class and... 20 of them are around the tables with their Pokemon yeah. swapping. And I don't know if it teaches them some life lessons in terms of how understanding to how to bargain <laughs> and putting value in certain things, but I was watching him this morning and he had one Pikachu card that he, like, he, I remember him saying this was you know, his best one. And then when the girls comes over, she's like, oh, can I have that one? And he's like, uh, I was like but that's, that's, yeah, but maybe I want one of the ones she... I'm like, no! Stand up for yourself here. Just say no. He's like, well, but she really wants it. I'm like, I don't care. Is he in love with her, though? Well, this is the... This is the I don't... I don't know. Did he not tell you? No, he didn't. No, right. it's not like Love Actually, where the... Our four-year-old has decided she wants to get married to, like, multiple of, of 
uh -oh. her seven-year-old's friends, and uh, she's kind of chasing them down the street. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's oh, like, Jesus. Yeah. No, the oldest lad will never tell us anything about anything ever, I suspect, which is going to continue till the end of time. Whereas the younger lad would definitely come home and be, you know, he's the one who wants to bring the rose into his teacher and be Mr. Popular. So it's fine. Which one is more like you? Just a mix of, of both. Yeah, I can, depending on. How does that matter? Like, I don't know what the correct are you answer is. Either rose or without rose. I don't know what the correct answer is. I've got some more correspondence which I'm going to get to now. I, I meant to... Um, I suspect you're, by the way, just sorry, I suspect you are more of the... I, I'm the charismatic sort of... I'm not saying your other chaps are not charismatic. No, I'd be I'm the... the uh, say nothing about nothing. Would you? Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you'd be... Yeah, here's the no. rose. How was life? Grand. How are you? Grand. Grand, fine. Yeah. 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 That'll That'll be, be, what happened yeah. to school today? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I've, ta like I've taken kid, to parking uh, at the shops about half a mile from the school to sort of... Avoid? No, to walk. So I, my child has to walk with me for 20 minutes after school. All right. And I can right, annoy cool. him into submission. To ask him questions about To stuff. ask him questions. That's cool. Because he, oh. Now, uh, granted, it's one of those things, funny. You go into, was it junior if they had a meeting about three minutes, th three months in, where a teacher's sitting down explaining what they're doing and the sort of way things go. And one of the parents goes, uh, is it unusual that my child won't tell me anything about what happens in school? And every parent was like, oh, thank God, it's not just yeah. me. No, it's the same. Every day, what happened? Nothing. What did you learn? I can't remember. It literally happened 10 minutes ago. Does he not say to you, uh, why are you par parking so away from school? What did you park Oh, he now? is like, why do I have to walk down here? Oh, what it's so far. I'm like, because so we can have a, have a chat. Oh, so you're actually just... So, but the only way it works, actually, is a bit of peer pressure. So if the younger one comes home and goes, oh, do you know what I did in school today? I learned this. Suddenly he's, well, I did something great as well. And yeah, finally yeah, yeah. there's a bit of mm. back and forth. But. Yeah, no, everybody has to tell the story of their day um, at dinner, if everybody's there and we're all still talking. You know, <laughs> yeah, which is... It's increasingly rare these days. Um, that, uh, my two-year-old has learned none of your business. Like, what's wow. going on? None of your business. And he says it in like a... <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> it's, like, Brilliant. it's kind of more like business. None of your business. <laughs> and we're like, no, it actually He's is watching our business. or something, is he? Like, you live in our house and you will continue to live here at least until you're 16 and we can, you know, you can get a divorce. Um, but everything is none of your business if he's crying right. or if he's done something or especially like he's um, he's taken to hiding when he's having a shit now so he kind of because he should really be getting oh, onto the toilet happy, that's okay. and getting onto uh, the potty but like he's just a little bit reluctant to do it he's like a little bit lazy so two and a half is he? nearly three three next month right. and um, and so it, it goes quiet and then there's that oh and you have to like sniff him out like a sniffer dog to see which room he's in He's like, what are you doing? He's like, none of your business. <laughs> are, you doing, are you doing a poo? Yeah. And then it's like, but. So I'm really looking forward to having another human being shitting in my kitchen again for what? six to eight, 12 oh, months okay. or however long what it takes. when you're sitting around and, because uh, I think this particular issue can manifest itself in loads of ways, but when you're sitting around the table and you're saying to the kids, right, tell us a story of your day, and some of them are like, no, fuck you. I just, um, um, I mean, they're not going to use that language, but. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you're whoa. Uh, no, I'm not engaging in this. So. Obviously, in the process of you're doing it for a reason to get everybody talking and communicating. Oh, you just move on. So then forget get, it. Forget you. Well, like you are not in a situation where you can, as he says, shame them with a bit of peer pressure. Yeah. So. So you just what, go, what do you do? You just go. Good luck to you. Uh, no, I tell them about my day. Right. Like some nonsensical thing. The other thing that happened this week was a massive row at bedtime. Where so I told you about my stories. They're always like Batman and Robin and Batman and superheroes, and they always end up saving the day at the end. 
And so um, our middle child says to our eldest child, if you don't put me in your story, you don't love me. She's four. And it's like, oh my God. I mean, it's not, it's not actually true, but I can see how she would think it, you know? <laughs> I can definitely see she's got a little bit of a point. Can we just put her in your story tonight? Yeah, okay, but she's not saving the day. I'm like, all right, okay, she, that's, that's a fair compromise. Absolutely not a fair compromise. Right. We had the biggest hysterics because she wanted to save the day. So she's literally crying, I want to save the day. <laughs> and this is at like half eight and bedtime started at quarter past seven. So it just stretches and stretches Oof. and stretches. But I didn't realize that um, not being allowed to save the day in somebody else's fictional narrative was going to be the thing that uh, was the, issue. The, the bomb that caused wow. that evening to erupt. Wow. Bad parenting. And how do, like, Could you not have multiple savers of the day? Well, no, you can't. Right. You can't. You get one like story. Joint savers of the day. Well, we, you know, we had to work something out, and then the next night it would be fine, and then the next night, obviously, uh, the middle child was like, screw you, you're not being in my story. Uh, like, all right, okay, so. I found myself on the, um, we were talking before about the sort of bed, bedtime routines or whatever, so Arfell at the minute seems to be out of his routine a little bit, and I'm trying to get him back into it, so he's... So it'll be, I'll say, all right, you, we'll do the reading, we'll sing a song, and then you'll go into the bed. I'll stay in the room. Dad'll stay. You go to bed. Dad'll stay. And sometimes it's a, yeah, that's fine. And now it's like no, no, no. He doesn't want to go into the cot. So what he's doing now is I have to drag him obviously into the cot. And when he goes into it, it's obviously all lights out. He's got a musical teddy bear that's like heavyish enough. You know one of those things with like mm. lights on it and it's heavy enough. And then a lot of teddy bears that are just light. So I'm lying down beside the bed. This might have been Tuesday or Wednesday night. I'm lying down beside the bed and he's in the cot and I, know, I always know it's a bad sign when he takes his soothers out, um, of which he has multiple, and throws them out of the cot because at that point he's like totally lost the plot because that's the one thing that he absolutely adores above anything. So they come out and then, so I've got my eyes closed in the fully darkened room and the teddies are coming out sort of one by one and I'm sort of lying there and I, like little fluffy teddies, I'm sort of getting clip here in the arm here, bend the leg there and next thing, the moment the musical bear comes flying out and hits me square in the head. <laughs> Is it heavy? <laughs> heavy as, yes. very heavy. Hits me fully, honestly, fu he had no idea where he was sounding or what was going on. It hit me fully square in the sorest point of the face with the sorest point of the teddy. The bridge of your nose. Right, I, I was lying on my side, oh. so it was straight smack. Like it was, if you'd, have, if you'd have sort of held it above me at the top of the roof and just let it drop square, that perfect. <laughs> So you, um, you get up and... I made absolutely no noise whatsoever while internally going... Ah, Massively concussed. Uh, nice. um, but anyway, so it's, yeah, he's just throwing everything out and then... Stand eventually, he, so he stands up at the top then looking down at you going... Ah, 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 and I'm going, okay, just hold time down here, hold my hand down here, can't, like, let's... And then eventually he'll sort of get to some sort of... He always gets... How long are you there, though? An hour? The whole routine was in, just over an hour last night. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. I went downstairs and I was like, it's 20 past nine. Yeah, my night what is hell? wasted. Somebody said that that bit of, um, when the, what do you miss most? It was that bit between getting home and dinner, like, which just disappeared. It just doesn't exist anymore. Mm. It's just this whirlwind of like, homework is taking upwards of an hour at this stage. Right. Like, this is, That's you know. a good thing, I'm presuming. No, it, right. should, it should be half an hour max. Oh, okay. But I mean, I'm just in terms of occupying their time. No, because you're you've got to. Because it's not an enjoyable it. half an hour. It's uh, come on, yeah, ah, come on, okay, just yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. get it done. Put sure in a sentence. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> no, I don't want to do it. Come on, you can do it. Come on. What 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 would it be like? Your kids go to bed together. Yeah, that's like yeah. Yeah, because so so the two lads. Uh, there's only 15 months between them, so they go to bed at the same time. But my wife was saying that 
she actually, one of the evenings this week, the youngest lad must have been being punished and she was like, I've enough. You're going to bed now at seven o'clock and your brother can stay downstairs for another hour or whatever. Network? Well, it sort of, the younger lad wasn't too happy, obviously, about this, but the, the older lad was absolutely delighted and suddenly it was, yes, this is what it's all about. I'm, yeah. Why would I? No, but then you're he's into... Up he's up a bit later, but also... Two bed routines. Two bed routines. Yeah. So even though you're kind Are of denying... Like, they yeah, the they're in bunk beds. But is that not like a short term? So then ultimately the young fella goes, damn it, I wanted that. And so the very next night it's like, okay, I'm going to be here. But I'm more just wondering if we are doing the older child a disservice by forcing him to go to bed at the same time as, like, should part of him being older that he is allowed experience staying up a little bit later? Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, very occasionally we would do a movie night where the eldest gets to stay up and watch half a film and then again two nights in a row. But like after that they're knackered for three weeks because... You know, nine o'clock. But then I don't know. They're still wandering around at nine o'clock these days. Mm. Like, mm. Ideally, they'd be in bed, asleep at half seven. Do we all get too wound up? But that's the one thing I'm definitely sort of thinking about is the minute of the routine at the minute and the little bits that might be not going exactly according to plan and being very invested in. Don't sweat Jesus, the small stuff, Roy Keane. Exactly. This is going to impact on this guy's outlook and his mind and his life for the rest of his life. Whereas actually, in an actual fact, he doesn't really... I mean, I'm not talking about you need to have routine and you need to have the mm. big stuff. But the minute. Yeah, obviously, we all get completely sucked into the minute. And that's the bit that causes the most frustrations as a parent. It's mm. like you find yourself shouting about nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. Like... It's hard, to, it's hard to remember that when you're in the middle of it. Yeah, well, and the worst part is that sometimes you do when you continue. It's like, yeah. I've gone this far, I can't. What are you doing? Yeah. Can't roll back at this stage. I'm being an asshole. They're going to remember this part and not all the good stuff. Do you know the way you can't ignore calls anymore from your wife in a yeah. way that you used to? I need to reply to her here and see if everything's okay. You know okay. The way, you know the way it's like... But if you get oh, two God. calls in quick succession, it's... Yeah. What always worries me is if I'm on air, say on a Saturday afternoon if I'm presenting the show, and my wife starts ringing, I'm going... She knows I'm on air. But then I would get a text going, oh, sorry, I forgot you were on air. Oh, ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were, we were um, in England last weekend at Anfield for the game. And I got, oh, yeah, thankfully. My class got a phone call on a, you were working. I got a phone call on a Saturday morning and, um, from my parents. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on? And they were like, I just wanted to see what you're doing in Liverpool. That was it. All oh, right. But you never ring me. <laughs> you literally never ring me. So obviously I assume automatically something's wrong. I definitely having kids changed my relationship with my parents. I was uh, apologetic for being such an asshole at various stages of my life, like not being in contact, mm. not caring about like not being in contact and, and not fully understanding the absolute pain and terror that women go through in childbirth. Like after our first child was born, I was like, Mom, I'm really sorry for putting you through that. And I genuinely mean it. I had no idea it was so horrific. One of the nicest things of becoming a parent is how it changes your relationship with your own parents, I've found. Like the questioning or the dynamic or the understanding, maybe is the point that you're making, that Jesus Christ, this was tough. I didn't really realise this. Yeah. And the responsibility that's there. And like, you haven't done, you've, done an, you've done an okay job hmm. without complimenting your one's self too much. Um, I really enjoyed that, that sort of process of what did you do when this happened or those sort of things. Really nice. Some correspondence this week. You can get us on the hashtag dadcast or uh, dadcast at offtheball.com. So last week we read the um, uh, email about um, please eat the veg, don't kick the dog, does your coat belong on the floor? I snapped and turned the tables. Dad, can you turn on the light on a page and made it there 70 times? I got a very negative reaction from the, we, we said that this would be a safe space, non-judgmental. Adrian obviously broke the uh, dadcast code and uh, judged away from Judgetown. 
He was Chief Justice of Judge Dan Maswick. The guy who made his um, daughter say the. Uh, yeah, was, yeah. Anyway, don't, and there's further correspondence. So, Judge Free. Okay. A safe space. For now, is that what you're saying? A safe space. Or generally? A safe space, generally. For now. A safe space. Come on. Uh, hi, Jar. You know the way you forget whether or not to read out people's names? May I suggest you repeat, I must not read out 70 times? I must not read out. I must not read out. I must not read out. Must admit, it's worrying when my child rearing methods are considered harsh by a man who punched people in the face for a living. It's like being called a bit moody by Ronnie O'Sullivan. Uh, we had Andy Lee in last week, if you missed that podcast. Uh, worth digging out. In my defence, the 70, things, 70 times thing lasted about 90 seconds and has actually worked. That said, I'll take the feedback on board and return the taser that I bought online. Keep up the good work. Regards, for fuck's sake, don't say. Thanks very much, uh, Mr. H. <laughs> that people just need to scroll back to last week's yeah. uh, Okay. Oh, fair enough. No, that's fair enough. I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah. Judge not. What he's saying is he's heard my feedback and he's... Judge not lest you be judged, I believe, is what uh, okay. the Christ would say. What, what kind of podcast would Jesus Christ have? Would it be InfoWars? Would that would he be... If he was hosting something today, or would it be like, you know, be a football? A niche community is what will be, at that time, it would be a very niche audience. A football podcast. It wouldn't be going for scale at that stage. Back in the day? What yeah. Stage? Like, if, if, if... If the podcast existed in... When he was doing his thing. Zero like, AD. It wouldn't have been... It would have been very niche. Probably would have been a subscriber pod, that's it. Um, Ross Devlin. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's fine, that's fine. Or Devlin. <laughs> that's fine, that's Rusty. fine. Rusty. That's fine, that's fine. Oh, Lads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to get one, you know the way that, like, get a little pen out and... Alright. Podcast is superb. Congratulations on it, first of all. I always look forward to it. My wife loves it too, which seems to be a regular comment from listeners. Yeah, we've got, like, uh, over 20% of our listeners are um, uh, women, so that's not just including the ones who listen. That's... Absolutely not including the wives who listen with their husbands or their partners who listen, uh, the mas who listen with their dads. Anyway, uh, I wondered what you all thought about teeth brushing for children as opposed to in a personal capacity. Good question. Our two-year-old is an absolute devil. Brushing his teeth is a daily ordeal for him and us. Any tips? At this stage, he is likely traumatised for life given the horror show every night at seven, but maybe it's salvageable. Also, at what age do we bring him to the dentist first? I'm guessing the chances of him opening his mouth for a stranger to poke around is about as likely as him suddenly speaking Chinese. But anyway, cheers, lads. Yeah, my fellas likely to start speaking Chinese pretty soon. Um, Again, yeah, is that question, a typical don't sweat the small stuff? It feels it, it suddenly brushing your teeth turns into a war. The only thing about that is that there is a consequent and a physical and No, there's like, not there's no way I listen, I'm no I'm no dentist. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so worry about it. Just throw it in the water and it's poisoning them slowly anyway. But, Who cares? But is the brushing of teeth as They never landed on the moon. Two, three. More not just about getting them into the routine of brushing their teeth and realizing sure. that it's an important thing for them to do yeah, in I the morning so. and the evening, rather than the actual effect of although their teeth I get presume, full of crap yeah. really quickly, they even like they have no, but well, I mean, yeah, you want to clear whatever. Teeth. Like they, they've, it's not like they have like false teeth. They have proportionate sized teeth that I would again, I'll echo your sentiment. I'm no dentist, but like I assume require care, i.e., brushing. Yeah, but I think if they're not eating sugary stuff morning, noon and night, their teeth are probably going to be fine. Like we had this with our kids, the same thing. And even still I'd be this morning, brush your teeth. Oh, I don't like that toothpaste. I'll just, and a half sort of brush. Oh, but yeah. like, he's seven and he hasn't She's lost any She's got minty teeth. toothpaste. I like minty stuff. Why can't I have minty toothpaste? Because it's for seven-year-olds, not four-year-olds. It's part of his bedtime routine. So goes in, puts the soothers on the, uh, one of the steps, although missed it. 
uh, during the week and flung it down the stairs. Um, goes in, likes to get the toothbrush out, but I mean, he's not really. He's, what he does is he likes to get water on it and go. Yeah. Not really, unless I get in there and he allows me to sort of have a bit of a brush. There's really nothing much going on. Yeah, but he's still you in the routine of. So I think maybe the routine. Yeah. Uh, two things. Um, we found at various stages that um, brushing at single teddy, whatever the favourite teddies was, ooh, that works. And then also getting a electronic toothbrush that they liked and they could Oh, electronic toothbrush is a. Uh, oh, well, look at this. It's like it's it, whatever. Our fellow won't go near that. Whatever your favourite thing is, if it's like. Um, Why is the toothbrush attacking me? <laughs> <laughs> we want a little light on it. He loves the light. And then you press it again for the buzzer. By that stage, he's like, ah! Yes, yeah. but we all use hand dryers were a thing in our house for a while. Oh, oh. even the still, f- the fear in like toilets and bathrooms—you like literally be wrestling out to the hand dryer to get the hand dryer. You're like, you can just have wet hands. I mean, they will chap outside and it will be freezing. And you know, um, um, how often should you brush your two-year-old's teeth? Brush your child's teeth. This is Google. Brush your child's teeth twice a day in the morning just before bed. Spend two minutes brushing. It says in bold, concentrating a good portion of the time on the back molars. It's an area where cavities often develop. So, I mean, that would suggest the age to me, Yeah, persist. You know, do, uh, everything's of, fine, by the way. In terms of age of the dentist, I don't know. Everything's Whenever. fine. Six, who's? I know you're worried. Oh, yeah? All good. Oh. I was wondering if you wanted to take on to the playground later, but we'll just take him now, thumbs up. Say we're just uh, recording the da- dad pod. How's that snoring going? <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm actually... Uh, every so often I say, oh, that came up again today. And she goes, she, that makes her even more annoyed. Did she stop listening? She did never listen, has never listened. All right, because you mentioned the snoring or just... Um, I think that has tempted her to listen at some point because she wants to actually hear the evidence of what it was that was specifically said. But it was also old now. And obviously, like I've said before, it, it was never really a thing. So okay. um, I, 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 anyway, um, I over-exaggerated. I, I, I did the opposite. I, um, I went home and claimed that I'd overshared something specific and was like... He said, what? And, uh, and I hadn't. And I just went to see what the response was. And the response was like, initially, not great. And then it got, it got grand over a period of time until it came up again. And it was like, yeah, I was talking to one of my mates about that. She was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. It would be bad if, you're, if your friends or other people are knowing those details about your life. But what about your students? It's like, oh, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Well, I hadn't thought of that. My a teacher. So. Right. So yeah. I was testing that's, the water to see fair, what, fair, what, what's the level of sharing that's allowed on the podcast. Yeah. I was thinking, should we delete the podcasts after two years? <laughs> oh, good call. Yeah. So that our children, mm. as they get to... Like, we most definitely do not mm, want these not being on YouTube when our kids are 11 no. and 12. No, now, no, that call. would be predicated on the idea of the person who's posting these podcasts actually having the wherewithal to go back and delete them. He barely has a wherewithal to put them up in the first place. <laughs> That's exactly my point. <laughs> well, if, if any of you want to uh, show a good example to your children by, uh, you know, taking a project on and seeing it to its rightful conclusion. We were big on Facebook for the first two weeks and we just haven't appeared back since. No, because I don't know how, I've lost the passwords and uh, I don't know how to link the... I, we can actually retrospectively post every episode and that would be a good idea. Mm. Um, but somebody needs to find the uh, Facebook. It password. is difficult, uh, ro- tightrope to walk, because like I definitely feel as if the requirement to be somewhat giving, but then you can't be overly giving because actually it's not all yours to give. Yeah, should have thought about that in the first place. I mean, hey, I'm hey, aware of that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on. 
No, it is. It, 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 that is the part that you do forget. It's not so much going home and, like, I can talk to my wife about it and mm. explain what we're... But then her friends are going, Oh, I didn't know. My husband was like, Jeez, I never knew that. It's like, oh. And we okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you told everybody that. Yeah. Yeah. More, more correspondence. No, but I, I, I have. Because I was, I was about to bring up something from my... Uh, Latest PTA meeting. Come on! Oh yes. This was something I was thinking would be a good topic. Yeah. Hello to all my uh, fellow PTA members. I can't believe you still have them as part of the association. We are uh, listening. Great people. It's a great organisation that we have. <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> s- mobile phone policy in schools. Yeah. We're not at that stage yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this came up a bit. bit um, yeah. But uh, one of the committee was saying, "Oh, he'd like to have a no phones policy in the school," and everyone was in agreement of. Yeah, it'd be great not to mm. have phones in school. He's like, no, no, that nobody in this school is allowed to have a phone. Teachers. Either in school or at home. Ah, what? The students. So when you go, so at no stage should any student Actually, just, in the school have a phone. That. Which has been enforced, I think, in other schools, or certainly ah, they've attempted to enforce primary it. primary school. Because to, the whole point of the school, so there's two sides of the phone, obviously, which is one, if it's in school, it's a distraction and they're messing with it. But the other side is the more serious side of, well, if they're getting bullied, they're getting bullied when they're at home yeah. with the phone. Yeah. So if you have an overall policy that you can then say to your kid when they're 10 or 11, sorry, no, policy in the... It just your friends work, don't, your friends, but your friends don't You're going don't to get them. parents who... It's, I'd equate it with the... Um, you know that football club in, the, in England who have gone vegetarian? Vegan. Vegan. It's catering or whatever it is. Anyway, they've gone... Forest Green Grove? Just Forest Green. They've gone vegan. So I'm assuming that most of those players on the way home are taking into McDonald's and having the young nuggets and the burgers. So you just can't. Yeah, but this is a good thing. I agree. I agree. I think that... That um, actually it gives parents the power to go, no, your friends don't have it. Because yeah. it is peer pressure. Because your friend has an older brother who has one, so he then gets one a little bit earlier. And Some parents will just facilitate the kid no matter what happens. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the but point the, that was they made be was, the ones who set the policy. There's a difference between, sorry, it's a smartphone ban, not a phone ban. So they can have a phone if your child cycles to school or oh. walks home from school yeah. and they need a phone for contact, fine. But that smartphones I was watching, are um, no-go. I was watching something on Twitter last night and a, 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 a kid being bullied in America came up. I don't know if you've seen this video. It's, it's exploded and gone viral. And um, it's filmed by about four or five people. And they chase him across the road. And he ends up on the ground, like having clearly been punched and kicked. And, and not uh, reacting. Um, well, he's screaming. He's screaming. Right. And um, the, so I've clicked through to see exactly what had happened. And they identified the school. And they seemed to have been able to identify several of the people involved. And then I read the report in the paper. And the last line of it was... Um, the young boy was not seriously hurt. I was like, that kid is traumatised for a life. Mm. He may not be physically in any significant danger or damage, but he is absolutely traumatised for life. And he was 11, 12, but he'd been chased by a mob of scumbags who are like his classmates. Mm-hmm. And um, I, like, you know, it's definitely something that uh, exists in all societies, and I haven't a clue what you do when uh, your kids are involved on either side of that, or like. Mm. And it's definitely a conversation that you need to start having in your head, so that when it happens, one way or the other, you know what to do. Like, my if if that was my kid being chased like that, 
the natural inclination is to call around to the houses of those parents and go, I'm going to do that to you. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't do that, but um, yeah. You're, you wouldn't? Well, because it what are you saying to your kid? You're saying to your kid, I've got your back here. Because it's actually, as, as a kid, it's quite easy to end up on either side of that thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, actually, I mean, I have a degree of sympathy for the kid who ends up, for the kid or kids who end up doing the bullying, because they obviously Were you need a bully? to be put on, was I a bully? Yeah. No. So why do you but have sympathy with those guys? Because they need to be, they obviously have their own thing going on and they need to be put on the right track. But it's not like there isn't, you don't go in and go... But a mob doesn't, a mob, a mob doesn't have something good going on. It just forms. They have something very bad going on and that's exactly my point that actually they need, somebody needs to go into that group or those individuals and say, look, this is not cool. You need to stop doing this. And why are you doing it? Like there's a whole issue at play there that I think going in, like either bullying those kids or <clears throat> like having any equal reaction to anybody along that chain. I, look, I don't know. I've never really been on either side of it. I definitely, when I was in school, would have seen some of this going on and have had no sort of capacity one way or the other to impact on it. And just like as a kid, it's too much for you. You don't understand what's going on. It's a complex situation that um, you have no capacity yet at that point to be able to do much about one way or the other, really. So personally, right? But uh, I suppose equipping, so if somebody was to step in, if somebody would have stepped in on for the kids who were doing the bullying and said, listen, this is, you know, what you're doing here is not good. Do you realize the impact and you, what's going on with you that you're doing this stuff? I think that would have been a good thing to have done. I mean, maybe, but like, yeah, uh, but no like, and, and then they did it may have no it. impact, and it obviously is a complex situation, and it's slightly different for everybody. But particularly now with phones and the way these things are filmed, like that kid's life, as you say, is going to suffer massively. And what are we going to do? We're going to turn around to the bullies and go, "Hey guys, there's a better track for you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, learn your lesson." Well, the alternative is that if if there's a group of bullies who bully a kid, right, and that kid ends up having impacts of that throughout their life, right. Ultimately, that group of bullies are going to leave school, going to have probably no further communication or interest in what happens with that other kid, no impact on them whatsoever. And if they're of that mindset, potentially their kids are of the same mindset. Whereas actually at some point or another, you've got to step in and go, listen, just so you understand, like that's not good. I'm not it's saying right, to so be... So the repercussions for that are like, there are repercussions. And, those and, repercussions I'm not, and I'm not saying there shouldn't be repercussions at all. I'm just saying that visiting the same behaviour on them is not necessarily going to result in any positive outcome. I'm no expert in this no, I'm not area, saying go around and beat the crap out of the kids. I'm going to say go around and beat the crap out of the parents. Well, I'm saying that, I, my, I mean, I don't I'm know not saying go around and beat the crap out of the parents, but you would, be, you would be around that parent's house going... I think that would be a good idea. What kind of a scumbag are you? Well, I mean... I think you're assuming that the parents are wholly responsible for that kid's behaviour. You did say that something's going on in that kid's life. But, but what I'm saying is that, like, that might be your kid or my kid or Nathan's kid in school and there's a group of people doing something and, and they if, get If somebody comes to my door saying that, then we're having a very strong conversation that day. Go, well, what the hell are you exactly, doing? Exactly, exactly. So, so the person that turns up at your door should be saying to you, listen, I need to make you aware of this and you need to do something about it. And you need, obviously, the response has got to be, Jesus, I wasn't aware of this. Thanks for letting me know. Imagine if somebody turns that's up very, your, That's very polite. No, but imagine if somebody turns up at your door and goes, you, I'm gonna, what are you doing? You're a scumbag. <coughs> yeah. And you're going, sorry, I don't understand what, what's happening. Yeah. 
So, like, you can't really be, there's got to be some other method of working through it. I'm not suggesting sort of hippy-dippy, let's all be friends. If there's got to be repercussions, then there's got to be repercussions, but there should be another way about but it. But it's not straightforward. Like, not as Adrian says, it's, you're, no, if, you're, so if, you you're, to, if your you son these... or daughter is hanging around with a group and suddenly it starts kicking off and they're there, you hope that they're smart enough and... To intervene. Well, to intervene or to not somehow just join this Get out of the way. mob. But a lot of kids just will. Yeah. And maybe your son or daughter is instigating it. And maybe you have had no... In which case, no you should go to prison. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe you've had no... Maybe you aren't... You know, look, stuff happens, right? And I'm not saying parents should abdicate responsibility for the kids. Clearly not. But there can be, said, there can be circumstances where your kid could be more centrally involved in that than you would like, clearly. Mm. Um, so it isn't always just that your kid is an unwilling participant. Sometimes your kid might be a willing participant. A fellow traveller. That's the, one yeah. of the worst things that I can possibly, one of the worst outcomes I can possibly imagine. Right, Neil says, uh, Hi lads, I love the podcast. And with number two on the way, it's bringing back all sorts of funny slash traumatic memories. Listening to talk of instantly recognisable thump of a toddler having escaped their cot caused flashbacks to our experience with our now four-year-old daughter about two years ago. This is more of a Ron Burgundy style I'm not even mad, I'm impressed, scenario. Always a climber, it wasn't that much of a surprise when she started appearing in our bedroom, having escaped her cot. We were worried she might be flinging herself over the edge, so we tried to sneak a peek at how she was managing it after nap time, and it turned out that once she was able to lift a toe to the top of the rail, she could get the leverage she needed to hop over. The only issue was if she was caught, if she, sorry, is it, the only issue was if she caught you were watching, she would freeze mid-escape, as if we could only see her if she was moving. <laughs> Which is true, obviously, if she's not moving, you can't see her. She becomes invisible. We all know that. A friend suggested we move on to sleep bags so she couldn't swing her leg up on the rail. That worked perfectly for a week until she realised she could force open the fasteners Hulk Hogan style, and out she would get. Next step was to move on to sleep bags that you could close with a zip. Again, this worked for a short while until she realised that with enough effort she could channel her inner Hulk and rip the zip open. Not open the zip normally, but force it open, and in doing so, break it. Decided to stitch above the zip so she couldn't force them open, but we could still get her out easily enough by opening the zip normally. Happy days. Back into her routine from every two weeks when she starts appearing on her door again, but this time it was in her sleep bag. Turns out, with enough determination and upper body strength, the two-year-old can climb out of a cot without their legs. Only this time, the chances of landing head first were about 50-50. The only option left was to change to a normal bed and put a pressure stair gate on the door. That lasted two days before she ripped it off the wall. She also did this to one in her granny's house and in so doing, took a chunk off the door frame. Probably could have gone for the Father Jack style barbed wire fence. Cheers. Put a screw in. Do that last plan and put a screw in gate. Well, th there's a very uh, important point for everybody there with the gates. Those things ruin your house. Yeah. That when you're taking them off, yeah. whatever was off there part. previously is, there's a big chunk of the wall coming with it. You need some, um, you need a <laughs> Oh yeah, well, yeah. What's a piece of wood? No, the filler. Um, uh, well, yeah. Filler and a paint job. Oh, yeah. They're also going to be up for four or five painters. years as well, so it's not like an insignificant amount of time. Like you need them and Seven. they'll be up for, yeah. So. Seven years. Um, we've, sleep got one, bag, we've got one left. Sleep bag I, works in our instance. What age is the child? By the end two. of Four now, is two during this. But the two-year-olds, the upper body strength of the two-year-olds yeah. is absolutely phenomenal. Well, but by the time they have the upper body strength to be jumping out of a cot in their sleep bag, I think you just need to move them to a bed. And what was wrong with moving to a bed? Because we're sort of thinking that now we'll move. Oh, you went to the bed, they're free. Free to roam, free. But they're essentially free, free to, to run around anyways. all day, free oh, to do things their way. That's a good point. They're king, basically. 
Yeah, so what do you do? So we're, 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 I think, so very soon going to put him from a cart into a bed. Why? What's the rush? <laughs> What's the rush? Um, is this sweet, sweet... Is he climbing out? No, he can't because he is restrained by the well, sleeping bag. I would oh, well, then keep him freedom. in the... Oh, really? Leave him at it. He's like 21. Until his mom is... Yeah, he's not really? out. Yeah, because then he's... Point. Still, let's run around the place. If well, you want to visit her every night... We need to... Free up some space. Exactly, shortly. She's the youngest one is going to, in a couple of months, have to... Move into that cot. She's going to have... Uh, not buying another cot, so she'll go into that no, one. No, fair enough. But, like, give yourself until the night before. Right. And is there any... Do you just up you get and then you go and go yeah I think much. generally they're yeah. like this is one of the things they like Ooh, to do oh you get to move to a big bed you're a big boy now yeah. aren't you happy days it also means I wouldn't have to lie on the floor and get heavy toys flung out you'll have to lie on the floor for the next one and it's all about, it's all about to are they going to be in the same room this is an endless no cycle. I don't think so I mean I'm open to any advice <clears throat> you guys or anybody has on that but uh, my view would be that why would we put the two in the same room and they're just going to end up waking each other well um Putting our first two in the same room calmed down the second one who was like up every night screaming, screaming, right. screaming. Moved into um, a room with her sister and was like, oh, somebody over there, fine. Right. Like that. Like it changed. They don't them. keep each other. I mean, there's, there's hijinks, yeah, but like right. the hijinks versus. And then it just it calms down after a couple of weeks. Right. And it's the novelty like, factor wears off. Yeah, so you read two stories, make up two Batman and Robin, make sure that they both get to save the day. And Bob's your uncle. Yeah, when they're probably very young, maybe have them in separate rooms. I mm. suppose boy and girl slightly different. Ours were two boys and they were kind of keen once they got old enough to be in the same room. Right. But I suppose if the baby is going to be keeping the older lad awake. Yeah. She's only three months now. And also, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, he could be over doing your stories the other week, sort of pulling the head off her. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to wait a while to let us. Yeah. But eventually you can well, get to the safety point back. of view, I might hold off for, a, you know, until she's. Robust enough to be able to withstand a punch in the head. Or punch back. Yeah. Yeah. Right, anything else? Any other, the PTA, the phone thing? What was, what was decided? There's a separate committee, I think, for that. Uh, it has to be an all-school. More midweek points. has to be an all-school policy. Right. Um, uh, I'm very much in favour of the complete ban. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, yeah, some parents are going to do their own thing, but I think in general, if it means that there's less peer pressure to get a phone... But the peer pressure not to break, not to be the one, the parent who's breaking mm. it, should also be fairly serious. I think it has to be a given that there should will, be no will, phones though. in they the will. school. Uh, two things. Um, should we get an expert on at some point to actually... Uh, hello. ...who can talk about, I mean, outside <laughs> Nathan. of... Nathan. Oh, you know what, I mean? what are we doing here? Like, should, could we get, not get a dental expert on for five minutes to go, yeah, you should brush their teeth and here's why? I mean, are, aren't we? Isn't it better that we're saying the ship of ignorance? Well, John, where, do we, where, where, do, where does it stop? If we, get, if we get a dentist on, what have we got to get next? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think that's what I'm saying. Uh, and the other thing is, we really should like organise a bunch of similarly-minded men and women some night in a venue and have a sort of live chat and have a few pints. I mean, I don't know if the... Swingers night, is that what you're trying? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> here's here's another know, inside really endangered relationship. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, are people, I, I'm, I'm interested to know if people are interested in that idea. Hit Adrian Barry up. No, if, just hit, hit, the pod up, hit, the, mean, hit the pod up. And <laughs> well, I think, I think people see. are interested. We're not talking about like a 4,000-seater venue here, but like a yes. small number of people who might be interested in getting together on a Wednesday or Thursday night or something like that and 
having a conversation with like-minded people. How do, you, how do you get babysitters? What, what, how do we organise well, that? Well, you'd be only one parent, obviously, in any given family. Unless you want to get a babysitter in and both come along, which would be happy with that too, but otherwise one parent, uh, one parent policy. Quan? I just think that obviously the dad cast is an educational tool, so it'll be a perfect excuse for any father to come out and say, listen, I'm, I'm going to talk to fellow like-minded fathers and come back with some... I got to... Um, I'm just, you're really just sneaking out for points. Yeah, I, got that's, to, I mean, that's it. Yeah, I got to recalibrate which um, section we were in from like society and culture to comedy after, uh, as opposed to, you know, parenting advice, because really there's no parenting advice going on here. In our, that's how we're classified All right, okay. iTunes. Um, on that note, thank, we, if there's anybody would like, we'd, we this is a thing. So if people are interested, let us know. This is Adrian's pitch. And the Dadcast going on the road. We'd be open to the official Dadcast Roadshow. If there are any venues, host this. <laughs> I'm not. So anybody who's got any venues, uh, let us know. This I look at. I mean, if you're not up for it, let's not do no, it. No, we're here. Listen, if yeah, I yeah. have to go out on a Friday evening and yeah. couldn't be a Friday. I think it'd have to be a Thursday. And I well, appreciate you're, you're live on the radio on a Friday, Jer. Well. I think a Thursday night is actually should be the night, but I mean, if you yeah, we can get we can you know Adrian can have a word with somebody there and get you off on a Thursday night. Great. Right, that's the end of the Dadcast this week. Thanks very much. Eighteen episodes. Wow. We'll be back for nineteen. We think next week. Good luck.